0: This is the Frog for Life Podcast. I'm your host, Rob Berlin.
1: I it's really hard to say what is my fondest memory because from the day I stepped on that campus, I had I was happy and had loved every minute of it. I really did. Everybody was friendly. We everybody we knew each other and it was close close-knit it was a wonderful
0: that is the voice of elizabeth barlow who turned 102 on september 1st elizabeth attended tcu from 1933 to 1936 and studied journalism she will tell you about her time at tcu and all the changes she's seen over the last 102 years So you just celebrated your 102nd birthday.
1: Yes, I did. And it was a biggie (laughs) in every way.
0: So what did you do for your birthday?
1: Well, my family, we had a party at Cantina Laredo, which is our favorite restaurant. And uh, they uh, showered me with lovely things. And it was just wonderful. And as you can see, I have a jillion cards. (laughs) And one of the things that was most precious to me on my birthday, my grandson works, lives and works in Germany. And he's lived there 15 years. He sent me a hundred and two things he remembered about me but they're little things you wouldn't they're just so personal and just little things mm-hmm. he, it wasn't in any chronological order it was just things that popped off the top of his head but they were when he was we, we moved to our last home when uh my son Sam was in SMU, a senior at SMU, and so this this grandson would well, never knew anything but that one place I live, and, it, and out, up there on the wall are the are the uh, is a house number sixty four twenty nine Lavendale, and so he everything is something about about that place and I asked him the other day. Uh, I I you know, we Skyped. Mm-hmm. and so I was talking to him, I said, Brian, I'm gonna to have to downsize again. Is there anything I have that you really would like to have? And he said, Yes. I said, very without thinking, he said, Yes. I said, What? He said
0: house number. Before Elizabeth was a grandmother She was a student at TCU. So what was it about TCU that stuck out to her?
1: Well, in the first place, it was the height of the depression and my family couldn't have afforded to send me away to school. But I had lived in Fort Worth, born and reared in Fort Worth, and lived there all my life and loved TCU, but so I they said well we can, you know, afford that. So we, that's how I went and I loved every minute
0: on the campus. And now today applying to college is, is like trying to get into the FBI. There's a whole process for it. What was the process like back then as far as visiting, applications and things it like was that? very simple.
1: As well as I remember, Mother and I went to the um, admittance office and uh, and said I wanted to go to TCU, and I think they gave me an IQ test. (laughs) And I passed, (laughs) I guess. I got in anyway. Anyway,
0: it was very simple, very simple. And so how big was TCU when you first got there?
1: Well, it was small. I graduated from Central, which was a big graduating class. And to my knowledge, there were more people in my graduating class at Central, then we're in TCU when I went uh, there, yes, which is about 750.
0: Okay. Now, did you live at home, or did you live, were there dormitories then?
1: No, I lived at home, and we lived, you know, close to TCU. Mm-hmm. Were there dormitories on the campus then? Yes, oh yes. There was a,
0: two boys and one girl, okay. Jarvis and Good and Clark. And were most of the students that went to TCU at that time were they local like you, or were there a lot from other parts of the country?
1: Well, I I remember one or two that were, uh, you know, of other states. There wasn't anybody that I remember who was out of the country. Mm-hmm. But they were they were from all over, several over Texas yep. and other schools.
0: Mm-hmm. While TCU didn't have all the clubs and activities that it does today back in 1936, there was one fond memory that Elizabeth has of her freshman year.
1: Funniest story, when I was was there and they had a freshman prom and the freshman prom was walking, walking around the camp on the street in in front of the library. And, the, and they had a band plan, and you, you had a, a card with, that you filled out somebody filled out for you that of the different names of boys you know and we took a turn walking around except some of us who love to dance <laughs> used to dance in the street and my, you know dirty. and my mother had a good friend who uh, happened to be a And and she called up Mother and said, well, my mother's name was Elizabeth, too, said, Elizabeth, did you know some of those students danced? And Mother said, yes, I know. One of them was my daughter. (laughs) She did And the next year, Prexy Waits, that's what we called it, Uh President Waits, let have dancing on the campus. That was the first year you could have a dance on the campus. Of course, we had them in the gym.
0: Yeah. And how many people signed your card?
1: <laughs> I can't remember. I really don't have no idea. One of them was Sammy Ball.
0: Besides dancing, Elizabeth was involved with other things on campus.
1: Well, as, you know, as a town student, but I, I belonged to the WAA, which was a Women's Athletic Association, which really was just PE. <laughs> and but uh, and I, uh, you know, I. And I belonged in journalism. Since I didn't, I was a journalism major. Really, and I worked on the skiff. I remember the first thing he taught us. We he you had a it was, it was Mr. Writing's, Doctor Writings, and he he said, "Now, what do you think is the most important thing on the paper?" Well, we were taught that the right-hand column, up at the right-hand column, was the most important thing. So the next day, next time, he said, what do you all think is the most important thing on the paper? We told him that. No, he said, what did you read first in the paper? And he, we said that, trying to be smart, and he said, no, you read your story
0: first, didn't you? <laughs> After studying journalism, Elizabeth transitioned to family life with her husband, who was also a TCU student.
1: Three years, I met him. I met him this summer. i uh, graduated from high school. Okay. And I, and because he lived, and we started going together soon after that. Mm-hmm. But he didn't come to TCU until you know a year later. Oh. No, he was from Weatherford, Texas, and his. I, I, my grandmother lived in Weatherford, and I went to visit her one summer and met him and he came, then he, the depression got him, he had, he had gone off to school to Sewanee, it's a s- southern school in the south, and he, and he, the depression got him, and it, the banks closed and he had to come home. Okay. So, he went to Weatherford College which is a two year college mm-hmm. because he could do, do that. And that's, he graduated from that. And then he came to TCU and, and the last two years and, and graduated in 35. So he got, came to Dallas and got a job. And we were in love and I came over, we got married. Okay. But in that day and time, in my day and time, girls married younger. I was twenty years old.
0: Being newly married at twenty years old, Elizabeth and her husband had to deal with the harsh realities of the depression.
1: I we never were we were on relief or anything like that, but it was it was a struggle and it you know and the when you think of them I say and I've told everybody when I can't, when I see people that are so, so uh, you know, <clears throat> they uh, get are so. I don't know. They seem to put so much stress on things, <laughs> and I think they, that's not important. That's not important. And the cost of things. When I can't, I still can't get used to the price of the
0: <laughs>
1: All these years. You
0: know,
1: mm-hmm. because I was a child of the depression, and you didn't—if you didn't have the money, you didn't buy something, you didn't go into debt. Mm-hmm. At least my family didn't.
0: In the midst of dealing with the depression, Elizabeth was like a lot of other families in having a concern if her husband was going to have to go to war.
1: No, we 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 were married, see, in, in 1930 six mm-hmm. we married in 1936 and and we were living in dallas so we had a, a child a three or four year old child for my son was already you know he came the next year he was born in 37 so we uh, so he kept getting deferred
0: with a sense of relief that her husband was not going to have to go to war elizabeth's family was able to enjoy the everyday activities
1: And we we did we did were active and I was a a den mother and my husband was very active in in the Boy Scouts and we went did things and we we played bridge and we had simple pleasures. Mm -hmm. And our 40th anniversary, we took a cruise and it was wonderful and and it was great. But it was um, he was. Ill about already about that time he was sick. Mm-hmm. He had uh, prostate cancer and he was he was sick about six years. But I mean he was he was able to go places and all. Mm-hmm. And and we before that I mean in our married life we were we loved to dance and we belonged to a dance club and and we had played bridge and, and had a bridge club and and we always did church work. Mm-hmm. My husband was a Episcopalian. His father was an Episcopalian minister, and we were a family that resided for a while. But his church got to be so high, such high church, that he like, he said, "Your church is like mine used to be." Is what home. So we we both joined the University Park Methodist Church. We were lived close to that and had good friends of that and. We belonged to the fellowship class, and all our best friends were in the fellowship class. Sure. And, uh, the, and the way I got to be president was, I was vice president, and the president moved to away, so I just inherited it. I did, I, I've always been active in the church, and i uh, taught Sunday school class, and I've been president of the woman's society at all, but I don't remember anything particular. We had, we had simple pleasures.
0: Elizabeth had to deal with adversity as her husband passed away at the age of 62. This led her to find a new calling in life, also within the church.
1: That's after he died. I went to my minister and I said, I did he had been ill and. Been, not bedridden, but anyway, ill for a couple of years, really at home. And I said, I just, I've had somebody depending on me so long, and now I, nobody, I don't have a thing. No one depends on me. Isn't there anything in the church that I could do? And he said, Yes. He said, I want to start having the lay people answer the phone different. And, and I, so I was, uh, I, uh, he said, would you like to do I said, I'd love to do that. So he, he said, get some other people. And I got some other people. And we called ourselves the call girl. I, they, they formed a travel ministry. He called it a travel ministry in my church. And I said, oh, I'd love to do that. And so we planned trips and carried out trips for all over the world all here and all over the world and the, the head of it and and his wife and my the one i traveled with she she and i used to make when they, they were in local things what we do we we call them dry runs and we'd go and check out you know the restaurants and everything <laughs> and it was it was a glorious, really, it was a wonderful time. Do you
0: have any favorite trips or favorite moments from those, from those oh, times? yeah,
1: lots of them. Several of them. Of course, they're with my family, mm-hmm. uh, with my son and his wife, and, and to Spain. And my granddaughter, you know, is married to a Spaniard and lived in Spain all those years. And I've been there to Spain three or four times, and... Then I took her to uh, the old, to the Passion Play over Abigail. Uh-huh. and that was one of the peak trips. And then later on, my grandson took me when his when when my, my great grandson was born.
0: He took me back to Spain. Elizabeth is still active today, primarily with the TCU Women's Club.
1: It's it's a 90 year old club. The, the T- Dallas TCU Women's Club is. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not a charter member, but uh, I joined later on, and we've and we've we've been giving scholarships or partial scholarships for 90 years, and we're so proud of it. And now it's got dwindled, and I've been president two or three times because we have to recycle presidents. <laughs> Oh, well, we meet once a month, October through October, October, November, December, skip January, February, March, April, May, and we meet in the homes and we still do our own cooking oh. and serve it. And we each pay $5 for our lunch and the hostess is reimbursed for the food and what's left They they always make a profit, that goes into the scholarship fund. That's that's where part of our scholarship money comes from. But I wouldn't take anything for the members of the, I mean the association with those women. Well, I still knit when I can see it. (laughs) We have a knitting club and I have poor eyes so I'm not doing it and I play bridge and I attend all the programs that they offer here Mm -hmm. and go out to
0: dinner with them. Despite living in Dallas now, Elizabeth still makes time every so often to come visit campus.
1: Um, Let's see. It was two or three years ago we went back. uh, Our TCU club went back
0: okay four years ago and how much has it changed since uh you first well of course i've been down through the years i've been zillions of times yeah
1: and oh it changes every time it's just gorgeous
0: do you think back to that first time you were you saw the campus either when you were living in fort worth and as a student to what it is now
1: well it was you know i thought it was wonderful too and i you know i loved tcu and i it was so friendly, and you knew everybody, and mm-hmm. it, was, it was a wonderful experience being at
0: TCU. And finally, what is your fondest memory of TCU?
1: I, it's really hard to say what is my fondest memory, because from the day I stepped on that campus, I had I was happy and had loved every minute of it. I really did everybody was friendly we we knew each other and it was close close knit it was wonderful
0: thank you for listening to this episode of the Frog for Life podcast if you or a friend or family member would like to share your story of your life since graduation please contact us on social media or leave us a comment on our SoundCloud channel we look forward to sharing the next story of how horned frogs are changing the world.